When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. On today's episode, we break down the latest box office numbers and give our review of Amsterdam, as well as covering some of the headlines from around the industry. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a podcaster looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, check out Pondex today at pondex.com. Use the promo code on Larry21 to save 10% off your order. I'd also like to remind you we have merch available. You can use the link in the description and go check out our merch today. And now our first main topic, Smile Stay Strong is Amsterdam Tanks. Horror is dominating the month of October, but... Can we say we're surprised? After debuting the top spot last weekend, Paramount's movie Smile retained its number one spot for the second weekend week in the row. The film is projected to earn $17.6 million with a decline of just 22%. 
which is a remarkable feat for horror movies. Smile has now earned nearly 90 million worldwide. Smile also managed to outpace two new releases. Sony's family comedy Lyle Lyle Crocodile pulling in only 11.5 million with its debut in domestic theaters. Per The Hollywood Reporter, the movie was expected to win the weekend, though Sony still reportedly expects it will perform well as the week goes on. David O. Russell's Amsterdam, meanwhile, is falling well short of its goals. Despite having a star-studded cast, including names like Margot Robbie and Christian Bale, John David Washington, the film just didn't have audiences flocking in, pulling in about $6.5 million at the box office. It's not good when the budget was $80 million, making Amsterdam a box office bomb. After Amsterdam, the Viola and Davis movie, The Woman King, landed in the number four spot with $6.5 million. While Don't Worry Darling dropped to number five at $5.3 million, a re-release of Avatar has also been doing well, pulling in $2.6 million to add to the haul of its current run. It comes up at number six. The rom-com Bros fell by 56 with its haul of $2.15 million because the film features a principal cast that's entirely comprised of LGBTQ plus actors, star and co-writer Eichner, suggested that homophobia could be to blame. When the film came up short with its opening weekend, even with strong reviews and hope from Universal that word of mouth would get more people to see the movie this month, it's looking more like the film's theatrical run will be a dud. And of course, we get our movie, or excuse me, our numbers for the data from The Numbers, which you can check out at the-numbers.com. So to recap the top 10, and number one is Smile at 17.6 million. Then we got Lyle Lyle Crocodile at 11.5 million. Then Amsterdam at 6.5 million. The Woman King at 5.3. Don't Worry Darling at 3.4 million. Avatar at 2.5. Barbarian at 2.18. Bros at 215 million. Terrifier 2 at 825k. And at number 10, Top Gun Maverick, 800k. Before we move on, give us a thumbs up if you like our videos, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And now on to our next topic. Oscar Isaac has confirmed that Moon Knight will return, but he hasn't said where. Moon Knight star Oscar Isaac has all but confirmed that the white-clad vigilante will pop up again in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though he was tight-lipped on when and where the Fist of Khonshu will rise again. During an interview at New York Comic Con 2022, Isaac declined to confirm whether or not Marvel Studios' Moon Knight would be returning for a second season on Disney+. Though he did state, I don't think it's... All I can say is that it's not the last we've heard of the system that is Moon Knight. Marvel Studios' Moon Knight initially premiered on Disney Plus earlier this year on March 30th, running for a total of six episodes through May 4th. The series stars Isaac as Mark Spector, a mercenary who not only serves the Egyptian god Khonshu as the mass vigilante Moon Knight, but also suffers from disassociative identity disorder. Mark's alters include mild-mannered gift shop employee Stephen Grant and brutally violent limo driver Jake Lockley. Although the series is set within the MCU, Moon Knight is largely a standalone story. It has a definitive beginning, middle, and end, 
and keeps the references to Marvel Studios' larger shared universe to a minimum. Moreover, Isaac only initially signed on for Moon Knight's first season, meaning he was not obligated to reprise the role in the future. Despite all this, and despite no announced plans for a second season, there have been murmurs from cast and crew members suggesting that Moon Knight will return to screens at some point. In keeping with the actor's recent comments, the time and place remain up in the air. Still, it does certainly seem that Isaac donning the Moon Knight suit again is a matter of when and not if. Even so, Disney's Moon Knight limited series may have started a trend of more self-contained MCU stories. Just a few days ago, Marvel Studios debuted a Disney Plus special titled Werewolf by Night, which similarly occupies its own peculiar pocket in the MCU. This is noteworthy considering the fact the comic book version of Mark Spector's known Moon Knight, of course, actually made his very first appearance in an issue of Marvel Comics' Werewolf by Night back in 1975. And of course, you can catch Moon Knight on Disney+. And now on to our review of Amsterdam. There's a very good movie simmering inside Amsterdam that might have flourished if writer-directed David O. Russell had the discipline to keep a tight rein on the overly ambitious scale of his script. A period piece, dramedy, mystery, thriller, romance, satire, or satire, excuse me, Amsterdam reminded me of listening to a six-year-old trying to tell you a story that just rambles off into a ditch because of their unfettered hyperindulgence with convoluted asides. It starts out as a relatively compact and clever tale of two World War I veterans who get framed for murder, devolves into a hodgepodge of connected tangents that includes everything from a triangular soulmate relationship in the super surreptitious rise of fascism in the U.S. between World War I and World War II. Bert, played by Christian Bale, narrates the overall story in the context of his life as a World War I veteran who lost his eye in battle. Nowadays, he either works tirelessly or sees his best friend, Harold Woodman, played by John David Washington, a lawyer in an all-black firm. Milton! Harold was supposed to be at my office hours ago. You okay? You don't look good. Things have gotten more complicated, haven't they? You know, my grandfather shot a guy in the face. And he got shot in the face. Separate occasions. Separate occasions. Not the same guy. And it all worked out. Russell takes us on a lengthy flashback to show us how the two met in France. When they were assigned at the same platoon, riddled with shrapnel and major wounds, they're patched up by Valerie Brandenburg, played by Margot Robbie, an American expat volunteer nurse in France, and the trio becomes inseparable, eventually relocating to Amsterdam. Their idyllic existence ends, however, when Bert goes back home to his wife, Beatrice. Valerie and Harold realize their romantic relationship can't survive in America. Val vanishes, and Harold follows Bert to New York to get his law degree. In 1933, Harold and Bert are summoned in secret by Liz Meekins, the daughter of their former non-racist commander, General Bill Meekins, to perform an autopsy on his recently deceased body as she fears foul play. Bert performs the procedure with the help of mortician's assistant Irma St. Clair. And just as they go to reveal the results, Liz is brutally run down by a car driven by a scarred man played by Timothy Oliphant. Oh, 
who then convinces the crowd that Harold and Bert pushed her. They go on the run, and all the hell breaks loose. That's a lot to process, but there's at least five other subplots not even mentioned. If Russell kept the story entirely focused on the trio, the movie would have been much lighter on its feet because of the rapport and comedic performances of Robbie, Bale, and Washington. They're great together, and their remembrances of Amsterdam as their happiest and purest days of love and friendship are the most affecting of the film. They sizzle whenever they share the screen as Bale's manic energy, Washington's dry wit, and Robbie's wide-eyed idealism work in perfect symmetry. And while they're supported by some interesting performances by the likes of Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, and Chris Rock, most of the cast are operating with an impenetrable sliding scale of their personalities being way too big or way too quirky. They're scenery-chewing galore, especially as the machinations of the overarching plot reach their climax. And there's no shortage of scenes featuring arc-fascist corporatists or moralists banging literal and figurative podiums. By the last 30 minutes, what should have been a lark-filled mystery unveiling instead becomes a pretty unsufferable verbose on the nose conclusion that draws parallels to what happened then with today's political discourse. How the movie went from a charming war friend's pastiche to an ending that has Robert De Niro's general character reading a speech next to actual footage of his real-life counterpart in history doing the same is exactly what's wrong with Amsterdam. Russell just veers indiscriminately towards whatever he's trying to say and hammers it home without any of the grace present in the first reel. Strongest performances aside, Amsterdam is also an unequivocally beautiful film to look at. It's like a Coen Brothers feature procreated with a Wes Anderson movie and out-popped Amsterdam's aesthetics. Cinematographer Emanuel Lubitsky, production designer Judy Becker, and the costume and hair and makeup teams have recreated the time and places with incredible texture and gorgeous color palettes. The men look dapper, even if most are sporting some kind of post-war prosthetic scar or deformity. But in the end, none of the wrapping can save the film from the self-important nosedive it takes, which sadly sucks the life out of all the early material that had such promise. So before I give you my verdict on this film, let us know in the comments section below. If you've seen the movie, did you like it? Did you not like it? Is there something that you did not like out of the movie if you didn't like it? But our verdict, Amsterdam starts out strong but gets weighed down by David O. Russell's heavy-handed script that devolves from an involving mystery into a preachy and overblown allegory about fascism. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington have fantastic chemistry, but they get buried under the weight of a script that suffocates the humanity of their story veers off into a ridiculously complicated plot that feels like it goes on forever and never regains its heart. Now, before we go, be sure to follow us on social media. Just search Cinema Gold Show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, hire new hosts, create new um, shows, and hopefully take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 
The Cinema Gold Show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.